Yo, this is an episode of the High Fives Podcast. Oh yeah, okay, fuck it, I don't know what that was. Um, our corporate sponsors made me do that. Um, yeah, so today I'm going to talk about uh, gratitude to navigate pitfalls. Uh, if you're ever in the fucking trenches, uh, like I often am, uh, to avoid falling into the well, which is, uh, far deeper than a trench, uh, in case, uh, you didn't know that, uh, gratitude is a good way to keep your footing, uh, obviously it's not a, uh, foolproof, uh, holeproof, uh, indelible kind of, uh, strategy, but it's pretty effective, uh, so yeah, I'm just gonna fucking plow through, uh, the things that have been getting me through this, uh, fucked up world lately, and, uh, the things, uh, that, you know, the types of things and the, uh, specific things within, uh, those categories that I am grateful for, uh, and I'm gonna unpack these as I go along, uh, so obviously health, I have some of that, which is nice. I like that. Family, uh, friends, uh, creations. Uh, a lot, as I had previously mentioned uh, in other episodes, uh, creations from my friends. Uh, for instance, uh, my friend Shannon, she has a YouTube channel called Emo Vegan. Uh, E-M-O-V-E-G-A-N, just the way it sounds. And, uh, yeah, if you're, uh, you know, looking to make the transition from omnivore to vegan or vegetarian to vegan, or even just to cut out meat intermittently, like, her channel of the dozens I've watched is by far the fucking best one. Uh, I, and granted, this is before she created the, uh, the channel, uh, but just as a testament to her uh, strength and her, um, you know, how well she does it. Um, I've been a vegetarian, it's, uh, 2020 now, in case you're listening to this in a distant future, uh, when everything is burned down and it's all rubble and you're like, oh, a podcast, guess I'll listen, I'm one of 2,000 people left on the earth, but at least we still have the internet. Anyway, um, yeah, so I've been a vegetarian since, uh, 2007. It's, uh, 2020 now, and, uh, yeah, no, uh, she pretty much, you know, with credit to others as well, here and there, uh, she pretty much single-handedly, um, gave me, uh, the equipment and the strength and the resources to, uh, make the transition to full veganism, and I'm here now, and uh, I'm gonna be here uh, for the rest of my life. I highly recommend it, 10 out of 10. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, if you're looking to go vegan, emo vegan, or if you're looking to be healthier. Uh, also, um, she has a line of other videos uh, about, like, cosmetics and things like that. Just, ah, what the fuck, dude? Fucking cat just pounced on me and bit me. Um... Yeah, no, she uh, has a lot of cruelty-free um, other subjects as well, uh, if you're looking for cruelty-free cosmetics. Um, 
Yeah, another one uh, that is huge is a sidecar Jesus, my friend uh, Danathan Rickard, uh, the third, which is his uh, full legal name, Esquire. Um, he is coming out with an album soon uh, that I uh, that we recorded in my uh, basement, and uh, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be my favorite fucking record of. Uh, not the year, the decade, for sure. I know this because I've already heard it. Uh, but yeah, um, I am not at liberty to disclose the official release date uh, per our attorneys and our A&R guy. Uh, he said to keep it on the down low and uh, make the people wait, but it's coming soon. And uh, yeah, I will delve into that and provide the specifics when it is available to the general public. Uh, so yeah, uh, being a part of that and also knowing that it's like going to be out there in the world, like that's been remarkable and that's been something that, uh, I've been grateful for that has helped me out of these pitfalls recently. Um, yeah, a lot of people are, uh, committing, committing, uh, creating very meaningful art. Another one of those is my madre. My God, she makes some fucking masterpieces, man. Like she does a lot of visual art. Um, you know, she, like, spends a lot of her nights just creating, and, you know, every time I see her, which is about every week, she shows me a new art piece, and I'm always blown away, and it's amazing, and, uh, that adds a lot of beauty to my life as well. Uh, my friend Allison, uh, Mara, uh, formerly Allison Barnhart, uh, until she got married, now it's Mara, uh, M-A-R-A, uh, you probably know how to spell Allison, but if you go to Instagram. She has an Instagram page where uh, she takes photographs of nature and uh, it's very well curated. It's very deliberate. It's very intentional. Uh, and I think uh, you'll uh, get a lot of joy and a lot of value from that. Uh, Allison Mara photography, if I recall correctly, on Instagram. And uh, generally, like beyond the creations of my loved ones, my friends, and my family, uh, it's just good to have shit to look forward to, you know? Uh, or things that uh, have recently become available to you that you're still basking in. Like, for instance, uh, the Lawrence Arms just uh, released their album, Skeleton Coast, on July 17th. And I've been listening to that a ton. And, uh, you know, it's really been getting me through hard days uh, when the world feels very uh, bleak and dreadful. Uh, another thing is uh, <clears throat> the fucking... Midsummer Director's Cut. I mean, the Director's Cut's been out there for a while, but finally A24 hashed out the uh, contractual details and uh, regained the rights to the Director's Cut when it was uh, previously uh, given uh, sole ownership to uh, Apple TV. Um, it's coming late. It was supposed to come July 20th, but it's uh, going to be here eventually. Here's the thing about that is, uh, you know, I'm kind of a lunatic, so, like... A few times a day or a few times an hour, if we're being honest, I would, like, refresh my email. Like, when's it going to ship? When's it going to ship? And, like, I was kind of bummed. I'm like, I want it now. Like, I want to consume this media now. Like, the world sucks now, and I'd like to use it as escapism right now. But here's the thing. Like, eventually everything tapers off in terms of gratification or at least uh, has a diminishing return. So uh, I'm kind of grateful that it's late because every time I refreshed my email or every time <clears throat> I would click like the USPS tracking number, 
that was a few seconds I didn't think about the world burning. So, um, in its own way, that's good. Um, yeah, it's good to have things to look forward to. <clears throat> right now, on account of the global pandemic that we're all in, uh, there aren't many, like, events to look forward to. There aren't, like, any concerts or shows or, you know, going on or movies coming out. Uh, but, so, I ordered a few things in the mail, and I don't know when they're coming. Um, doesn't really matter. They'll get here eventually, but it's cool just, like, anticipating something. Like, uh, you know, having anticipation for something that is going to be of value. Uh, for me personally, and a tool to uh, augment and uh, strengthen my relationships, uh, I think that's a win. I think that's a good thing. Because uh, it is extremely important to have small breadcrumbs uh, leading you to hope and sanity in whatever way you can achieve that. Uh, I think uh, that is important, and uh, it's a very important thing to have. Uh, yeah, no, another quick note on, uh, like, Midsommar and other films uh, in that vein, like, sort of, like, First Reformed, a lot of A24 flicks. Uh, one thing that I always find remarkable is, like, one fucking person who, like, wrote it and directed it and, like, made it exist in a world where it didn't exist before. That person... You know, whether it's Ari Aster or um, fucking uh, Paul Schrader or, uh, you know, Robert Eggers in terms of uh, The Lighthouse or The Witch or whatever. Um, you know, they had to go through, like, all this fucking hard work and this suffering and this turmoil and this introspection and this intensive labor uh, to create these pieces of art. Um, uh, you know, these pieces of art that delve into the human experience more so than I could ever hope for with anything I create. Which, um, that's not a downplay on the stuff that I make, it's just a testament as to how awe-inspiring uh, their works are. And it's good to be inspired, you know, uh, I find it very important to be inspired. Uh, so, any little nook and cranny of the fucking world that you can find a little bit of inspiration, a little fucking uh, nugget of hope, uh, I think it's uh, worth pursuing. Uh, one thing I try to do is I try to uh, write down uh, several things that I'm grateful for. And, you know, I'm not the best at being consistent with keeping, like, a uh, physical daily gratitude journal, but I try my best to integrate it into conversations I have with other people uh, so I keep it at the surface of my uh, consciousness. Uh, <clears throat> so, as I mentioned earlier, there's a few things, you know, I talked about my friends and my family and, you know, things they make and time I spend with them and stuff. But a big one is uh, I have my fucking health, yo. Uh, and, you know, I don't take that for granted. Like, I'm never in any physical pain. Uh, I'm not on any types of medications. Um, it's never lost on me how fortunate I am for that. I mean, I'm 29 years old. A lot of people my age, you know, have, uh, several ailments. I mean, I have, like, mental illness. I have, uh, bipolar 1 and depression and anxiety and stuff. But, like, uh, you know, I can pretty, you know, I've gotten to a point where I can, uh, pretty easily manage that. <clears throat> to a reasonable level. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll take it. And uh, one thing with health, and I guess this applies to everything, uh, that helps me is to have um, like a point of reference in comparison uh, to acknowledge like how lucky or fortunate I am at this juncture. Um, and to elaborate on that, uh, 10 years ago exactly, I mean, I give a couple months, uh, June 10th, 2010, 
I had some surgery that was um, definitely not groovy. Uh, so this is the TMI segment of the podcast. I'm willing to wager that whatever streaming service you're playing this on has the function where you get to like skip 15 seconds forward. Um, so hit that a few times, three times maybe, uh, 45 seconds. Math. Uh, yeah. So if you're not into hearing too much information, uh, hit that button a few times and uh, skip forward. Okay, so <laughs> I had... Oh, God, I can't even say this shit with a straight face. I had my literal asshole ripped open by my doctor on June 10th of 2010. And he <clears throat> told me that it was the worst case he'd seen in his 30 years of practice of uh, surgery and medicine in the medical field, and I had 107 post-surgical follow-up appointments. Yes, I did count. Yes, I did cross-reference that with their database, and it checks out. It's 107 times exactly. That's not counting. The pre-surgery, <clears throat> the pre-surgical appointments I attended, which is another fucking dozen or something, which whatever. Um, yeah, so uh, that's actually true. Um, it went from about 2010 until about 2014. Um, and the interesting thing about that is for like four straight years, maybe five, definitely five if you count like the before surgery, because it was really bad for a year or two before I got the surgery, is I could not take a shit without a Shining-esque ocean of blood emerging from it. Uh, I was in extreme pain. I couldn't sit or stand comfortably. And, like, I'm, like, I have a pretty high tolerance of pain. Like, all the tattoos I have, none of them were really, you know, painful. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, it was awful. It was very excruciating. My doctor described it as, quote, a hole the size of two fists put together right above my ass. And, quote, he didn't say ass because he's a professional, but we'll call it what it was. And an undisclosed family member who will remain anonymous for purpose purposes of maintaining their dignity had to switch out my gauze pads and clean it out like twice a day for a few years. And I fucking feel bad, feel worse for them than I did for me because like given the location on my body where it was, I didn't have to see any of it, which is nice. Uh, sorry, I have a bit of a cold. Don't worry, it's not COVID. Let's have a fucking... Stuffy nose, whatever. Uh, but yeah, um, the healing process kept becoming disrupted for a multitude of reasons. Uh, it had to um, heal from the inside out, and hair kept growing where it wasn't supposed to be growing. Uh, so I had to see the doctor every like two or three weeks for four years, which uh, was basically my entire stay at undergrad at Mount Union. But, uh, now that I'm tip-top, I think about these times, and I'm like, hell yeah, I can take regular shits, and I have to worry about <laughs> blood and pus dripping fucking down my leg whenever I fucking walk. And I say all that just to point out the fact that's the long-winded version of me saying that I'll never take my health for granted. And if... You know, that was the thing that got me here. It wasn't life-threatening. If that was the thing that got me to not taking my health for granted, then you know what? I'll take it because, like, 
you know, it's not that big of a fucking deal now that it's over. Okay, so if you hit that skip forward button, that fucking 15 second beep, 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 all right, you're a minute away now. Uh, So if you hit that button, uh, you should be right where you need to be. Good job on you. Good on you. Fucking awesome. Um, Yeah, so here is a thing that I have been thinking about more and more lately. It's not entirely related to the the previous discussion, but there's a bit of a uh, tangential sidebar. But I think it applies if you're depressed, if you're introverted, if you're weighted with a sense of dread about the world's state of affairs, or maybe it applies to everyone, because I think everybody has a version of this. All right, so tangent. Begin. All right, so obviously we have 24 hours in a day. And approximately five to eight of those, if you're lucky, are spent sleeping. And another eight to ten of those are spent working. And I think we all exist on this scale where we try to achieve some type of balance or equilibrium to maintain our sanity. Or maybe not balance per se, but I think uh, we as humans, we don't do well with idle time. Uh, idle time allows us to fall into the cracks of the worst parts of our cognition. And I'm sure you're aware of the rabbit holes that I'm referring to, um, the abyss that exists within our own brains. Uh, so a lot of people, probably all of the people, uh, if we're going to be statistically accurate, ooh, my cats just ran at each other like Spartans from fucking the movie 300. They're alive still, which is good, uh, they didn't die, like, in the movie, oh, shit, damn, Yorgos just jumped over Vera's head, what the fuck, I would buy tickets to see this, uh, so, yeah, a lot of people fill that extra time with more work, and I think that is the most prominent example of this, and, uh, whether it's, uh, staying late at the office every night, or finding sort of tedious and meaningless tasks around the house to perform ad nauseum. Uh, I think everybody has a version of that. And my version of that is that I... I'm getting another fucking tissue because it's cold here. Don't worry, it's not COVID. I know I said that already. All right, fucking have that on your podcast. Fucking grody-ass sinuses. All right. So my version of that is, all right, so I wake up at about 7 a.m., 7.05. I get ready for work, and I work from about 8.30 to 4 o'clock, which leaves roughly seven hours until I go to bed, which is around 11 or 11.30, And if I leave those hours unaccounted for, then things can often get dicey. Uh, So I often find myself, you know, swinging from vine to vine so the floor doesn't fall from under me, trying to piece together the rest of my day, you know, taking small activities and trying to fucking fit them into puzzles of the remaining seven and a half hours. Uh, So maybe I'll cook for 25 minutes. Maybe I'll watch a film for an hour and 46 minutes. Maybe I'll watch a stand-up special for an hour. Maybe I'll play Animal Crossing for an hour. Maybe I'll see a friend or a family member for a few hours. 
And these are the things I like doing anyway. Like, you know, I don't just do this to feel dread. Uh, usually, uh, the thing that occupies my time the most when I'm trying to just kill time is uh, watching the same movie over and over again. Uh, which lately has been Mean Girls. That's been my movie of repetition lately. Um, so my point is that we all piece and string these minutes and seconds and hours together to avoid the idleness and silence of what pitfalls we may slip into if we sit close enough to the void. And I think it's important for us to confront why we feel the need to do that. And I know that my version of it is I'm scared as shit about the social climate that we're living in, especially in the United States. So like I said before, I'll watch the same movie three times in a row because I know that at least for the moment I press the play button until the final credits roll, I am safe. Not that I think I'm in any immediate physical danger. Like, I don't think anyone's on a fucking kick in my door or whatever. Like, I don't believe that to be true at all. Um, but I'm safe from, you know, the thoughts in my head that I'm trying to avoid. Uh, and I can sit focused or distracted and just really kind of lose myself in another person's piece of art. And it's... For me, escapism in its most literal form. And, you know, I'll also go on a walk with my headphones in. I'll listen to the same podcast twice in a row. A lot of it I find to be uh, quite enriching and contributive to self-development. But some of it is avoidance, and that's fine. I don't think that's inherently bad. And I think we all have that. And that's one reason that I personally find it a priority to keep creating. Obviously, there's a part of me that can't not create, etc. And I've talked about that at length previously. But if I can if I can do that thing for someone, if I can fill that part of someone's day for like two and a half minutes via some punk song or whatever, then like I think that's something. You know, it's not a lot, but it's something. And I know those moments are important to me. And songs serve a very important purpose. So if I can have that effect even once with one person, then uh, I think that would have been worthwhile to me. And uh, I think we all have this fear of silence in an activity. So I'm going to make an active effort to immerse myself in uh, the nothingness and the quiet more frequently to develop a sense of comfort and acceptance. Anyway... Uh, that wasn't entirely relevant, but I sort of wanted to talk about it, and it's not elaborate enough to warrant its own episode, so I tacked it onto this one. And uh, I'm going to keep kind of gnawing on that and uh, try to make some progress. And I think that some escapism for every single person will always be necessary, but the doses of it that we consume, uh, I believe, can be modified. And it also ties into what I said about the previous episode about just doing what you can to make it through the day because as long as you wake up tomorrow that's ultimately the thing that matters the most so i'm going to impart one last sentiment before uh, signing off here um i don't really know how long this one is i haven't really been keeping track of time uh but in this life if you were lucky which i definitely consider myself to be You'll be significant and important. You will be a very important staple in the lives 
of about three to eight other people. And in this cruel, awful, disgusting, beautiful, insane fucking world that we live in, if we can hold on to one another and do what we can to make it through the day and help those people get through the day, then I really believe we're onto something. I really do. And if you invest in your relationships, I promise you'll receive back thousandfold of what you put in. If you don't, you need to find new relationships because that, in my experience, um, I've noticed to be true. And of the 7 to 8 billion people that exist on the earth, if you can find that gang of about a half a dozen people to navigate this life with, which I have mine and I know who they are and you know who the fuck you are, then I really believe you're onto something special. And I think that is why we're all here. Uh, Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, stay safe, stay sane, fucking do what you gotta do, keep making it, I'm proud of you, I love you, peace.